Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Does the city of Detroit have to spend money to make money? Mr. Gilbert has more than enough money to complete his project that's not going to benefit the average taxpayer. There is no doubt that Gilbert's building on the old Hudson site will change the city's skyline, but at what cost? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Between 1911 and 1983, people could shop at the Hudson's Building at 1206 Woodward in Detroit, nestled right in between Grand River and Gratiot. Following the closing, an empty building occupied the lot until it was imploded back in 1998. In 2013, Dan Gilbert and Bedrock bought the site, and in 2017, they broke ground on what would be a crown jewel in Detroit's real estate, a building almost 700 feet tall. The project was supposed to be done by this year, but now it won't be done until at least 2024. The building's development has been aided in over $200 million in various tax breaks from the city and from the state. But today, June 14th, Bedrock asked the city for another $60 million in tax breaks. If we do not grant this tax abatement, I can assure you the project will go on. Mr. Gilbert has more than enough money to complete his project that's not going to benefit the average taxpayer. We've got to put people to work with over 33% of Detroiters are out of the workforce now. So I understand what people are saying about investment and we could do better. The greatest room in the world is the room for improvement. That was the voice of both council members Angela Whitfield Calloway and Coleman Young II during today's city council meeting. Councilmember Whitfield Calloway mentioned that Bedrock wouldn't just walk away from their building if their request for the millions in tax breaks was denied. Have the Gilberts or anybody from Rock signaled that if this didn't go through that they would cease and just walk away? You know, that was the last question I asked their lobbyist when we spoke last night. And he said, you know, we're not even going to think about that. We're confident that this is going to pass. But I said, you know, you guys have already started construction. It's not like you're going to pack up and go away. And uh, they say, well, we hope that this goes through. And if it doesn't, well, we'll let you know then. That right there, that's the voice of Pulitzer Prize winning journalist M.L. Elric. He's the on-guard columnist at the Detroit Free Press. Dan Gilbert is personally worth almost $16 billion. He is Michigan's richest man. Here is M.L. again. One of the things that you hear people say who object to these deals, and these deals happen all the time all over the country, is that by giving people a discount on their taxes, it reduces the amount of tax dollars that can come through to support things like police and fire, schools, libraries, parks, and perhaps to lower the tax rate for everybody else. But the the argument for making these kind of deals is, listen, you're not getting any taxes from this property anyway. If we make this development and we do it um, in a way that we can profit and it'll succeed, and that you'll have a shiny new development, we'll bring in a lot of tax dollars that you wouldn't have otherwise. I think the argument that the Gilbert people have been making is you can have 100% of nothing, 
or you can have a reduced rate on a whole lot of money that we're going to bring in if we can make this deal happen. I reached out to ML because he, along with colleagues Dana Afana and J.C. Reindel, wrote an article in the Free Press this morning that listed almost $50,000 in campaign contributions to five elected members of the Detroit City Council. Fred Durrell III, Scott Benson, Coleman Young II, James Tate, and Letitia Johnson. And there's nothing illegal about any of that at all. But that does not mean it's not a problem. It's not that taking money from big donors is rare. Very, very common. But when that donor comes back and asks for something, ML told me that creates an issue anyway. Dan Gilbert would say that he hasn't bought anything with these contributions. And as we point out in the story, people make financial contributions to candidates for various reasons. Sometimes they expect something in return. Sometimes they don't. And sometimes people who make a donation hoping they're going to get something don't get what they hope for. But we spoke to ethics experts who said, and I think it's kind of common sense, that when you take a lot of money from somebody who then wants something from the city you represent, it at least raises the appearance of a conflict of interest. And frankly, my job as the on-guard columnist at the Free Press is to try and explain these things to our readers. And sometimes I feel like I have to explain these things to city officials because they don't feel like they have an obligation to explain to people why they took the money what impact it's going to have on them, and even what they plan to do when it's their turn to cast a vote. Whether a wealthy person like Dan Gilbert needs that kind of tax break is one question. The other question is, does it work? Remember, Coleman Young II said it will create jobs, but Angela Whitfield Calloway said Bedrock would build it with or without the tax breaks. What does tax law expert Steve Rosenthal think? There really was no way to measure success. I mean, we could figure out ultimately how how many tax benefits were given out, like what the size of the tax exclusions were, the taxes relieved. But we couldn't really uh, figure out how many new jobs were created. You know, that's a real counterfactual question. The larger problem, again, is affording benefits for activities that are already being undertaken. A word I learned when I helped draft tax rules for Congress, the economists describe these as inframarginal, rewarding people for activities that happen anyway. And your Gilbert example is, the hallmark of one of those circumstances. It just demonstrates the ridiculousness of a tax benefit for activity that had already been undertaken. Steve is from the Urban Brookings Tax Policy Center, and before that he helped the U.S. Congress draft tax rules. In 2017, the Trump administration overhauled the tax code, and part of that change was the creation of opportunity zones. Those opportunity zones were created to aid in the investment of distressed areas. 1206 Woodward, the Hudson site, it became an opportunity zone. Here's our tax lawyer friend, Steve, again. It looked as if Gilbert was lobbying, and his company, Quicken, were lobbying for these tax benefits and to stretch the census tract eligibility. There was a lot of discretion, both at the U.S. government level and at the state level. People have observed that a whole bunch of tracts went to the influential. And so the bottom line of what I predicted years ago was this will be a windfall for those who were investing otherwise, and we'll never know if we got anything from it, but I doubt it. A 2019 ProPublica article notes that the Hudson site was considered an opportunity zone after the Quicken Company gave the Trump inaugural fund $750,000. Again, that does not mean anything illegal happened, 
But remember what the ethics experts said. None of this looks good. And to be clear, the $60 million ask and the Opportunity Zone are two separate things, but they are both tax incentives. This additional $60 million would come in the form of tax breaks, not cold cash, like we said. But as Steve Neveling from the Metro Times points out, over a third of Detroit residents live in poverty. For ML Elric, that appears to pose a loyalty issue. Listen, Zach, I've been covering politics for 30 years, and one of the worst things I've seen happen in politics is not all the money getting bigger. It's the uh, obligation that elected officials feel to the public growing smaller. It's very rare for elected officials at the state and local level to feel like they need to answer reporters' questions, that they need to explain themselves to constituents, to do anything other than ask for a vote, ask for a donation, and then ask us to leave them alone until the next time they ask for a vote and ask for a donation. I'm not here to make the city council's choice for them. In fact, they didn't even want to take a vote, pushing it off until next week. Following that decision, Bedrock released a statement that read, in part, under the abatement, not a single penny is diverted from city services, schools, or libraries. Instead, the only entity impacted is the Downtown Development Authority, nowhere else, end quote. So, could we ever find a good time and place for a tax break? Well, not if you ask Steve. Those with resources influence the process. They're buying the rules they want. And I've given up on the notion that we can target tax benefits to reward those whom we want to reward. Invariably, we shower benefits on those who don't need them, and we miss giving benefits to those who might want them. And I'm of the camp, notwithstanding my tax expertise, that we'd be a lot better off budgeting and spending money than manipulating the tax code uh, to achieve a desired result. Thank you to both M.L. Elric and Steve Rosenthal for helping me work through this story. For the latest on the Hudson site, check out www.jnewsradio.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.